0: Hello, this is Ken, your RV navigator.
1: And Martha, the co-pilot. And we're talking to you live from our in-home studio because the weather is very dismal and we really are itching to get out of here and And do some camping. It is
0: November in 2009. We know that uh, our listeners are anxious for another podcast, but uh, we are anxious to get out of here, that's for sure. Today's topics, uh, we have a great interview that we did uh, earlier this month with uh, some new friends, Sandy and Orlin, and you'll be hearing that a little bit later but uh, first we want to catch up on some of the things that we've been doing
1: you've been really excited about the latest app you got on your iPhone. Uh, We spend countless hours trying to (laughs) line up our motorhome with satellites when there are trees in the vicinity, which unless you are in the west, there usually are trees in the vicinity. I've talked
0: before about the excitement that we've had about our iPods, uh, actually our iPhones, because they have become kind of a universal device. Uh, The number of apps that are available is just amazing. And I think last month we mentioned about the geocaching caching app which is very cool um, so that you can not you don't need to have your your standalone gps and this month uh, they came out with a satellite finder and this is a very interesting application and makes uh, using the iphone and finding satellites uh, much easier the way it works and this is almost unbelievable is is that because the the iphone has a gps and a compass built in they have located the belt that where the satellites are on the screen so you hold the iphone and you let it orient itself and then you tip it vertically hold it up it turns on the camera And then it shows you in the sky where the satellites are located. It has little dots on the sky. So So when it shows you a dot on a tree,
1: that means bad
0: news. That means the satellite is behind the tree. But so often we have been to a campsite or a campground, and one site will be satellite accessible, and literally the site next door won't be. Or that you move the RV just a few feet, and you know you can get the satellites, but prior to this, you couldn't see them in the sky. This is like giving you a telescope so that you could see the, the satellite in the sky. So you hold this up, and... You can rotate it, uh, take it and and, uh, move the, the view back and forth so that if you stand where your satellite dish would be located you can see exactly where the satellites are. And if you can see clear sky, hey, you're going to get uh, into the satellites. You're going to get connected. Now that is an exciting app.
1: Should save us countless hours. Countless hours. I'm jockeying hours. around. We can
0: roam the campsite before we actually pull in and, and find the perfect campsite, uh, even if it's just a little notch through the trees. You know, So often, when I've even tried to set up the tripod version of the satellite dish, you know it's there, but you just can't quite tell exactly where and with this thing with this piece of software which didn't cost very much it uh, will point you right at the satellites so uh, it does not require uh, internet connection nor does it require uh, a cell phone connection so that it should be usable on the ipod touch anytime uh it should be usable anytime on the iphone anyway Mm -hmm. but i'm not sure the touch has a compass in it so That may not be feasible. But if you have an iPhone, you definitely should give this product a look, and we'll give
1: you a full report on exactly how it works at some later date. And even though our dear listeners are well aware of the fact that um, you are the gizmologist. I know. And I am not. I am. Martha
0: has been updated in I her I have a new gizmo.
1: A new uh, gizmo. Thanks to Ken's nagging. I, I've had some misgivings about the Kindle. Uh, number one, I'm not an early adopter. Number two, I really like to hold a book in my hand and be able to rifle through the pages. She takes and, a lot of books when we travel. And exchange books with friends and family, uh, things that I think they'll like to read. And these are all things that are not possible to do with the kindle Uh, but we are about to go on a fairly lengthy suitcase trip to europe and i'm always worried that i will run out of good english things to read and uh, it seemed like it was time to try the kindle especially since the new one has come out with the service that you can download a book even when you are not in the united states for a small additional fee so explain
0: what the kindle is
1: So the Kindle is an electronic device that weighs about eight ounces, and the screen of it is about the size of one page of a typical paperback, I would say. And Uh that displays the text, and there are a few buttons on the front that are very easy for the non-technical to use, uh, a forward and a back. and
0: uh, For page flipping.
1: For page flipping and an index. And um, you can go on the internet with your Kindle when you are connected to service of some sort, and 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 browse in the Amazon store and download a sample of a book Mm, before you decide to choose to buy it or not. Uh I have a list of about 50 books that i want to read and before we ordered the kindle i just went through my list kind of randomly to see if they were available on the kindle and every single one of them was
0: so it has a huge collection of of new books
1: yeah and also i think we're going to download one or two travel books onto the kindle Mm -hmm. because the idea of being able to take a thousand books in an eight ounce device is just immensely gratifying in these days of restricted weights of suitcases and it's so small and light carry it in your purse yeah yeah Instead of the book that you about, probably would be carrying. I was worried about readability on my eyes. Um, not that I have bad eyes, but you want it to be a comfortable experience. And uh, the display wow. is nice and bright. We have read that it's even viewable in sunlight. Unfortunately, we've had so little sunlight I haven't had a chance to try that out.
0: But it gets brighter. It, the contrast is better in... In brighter light, unlike most computer screens, which gets dimmer in, in brighter light,
1: it's very easy to change the size of the text display uh, uh-huh. depending and on how good your vision. I was impressed with the is.
0: contrast; it's very easy to read.
1: So I think I'll like it. I will give you a full report after having used it uh, when we go overseas. And it has other month. cool
0: features too. You can download magazines and newspapers, right? And subscribe that, to them. That if you have a set of headphones.
1: You you can ask it to uh, read the text to you, or you can download audible books. Um, you also can put music on it, really? but it's fairly music limited too. in flexibility uh-huh. in that it will play the music in the order that you put it on. You uh, can't shuffle playlists oh, or really, anything yeah. like you can on well, an iPod.
0: Then, but you have your iPod, yeah, your iPhone. Yeah. the 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 Kindle is uh, f- it may be coming of age, and who knows what's coming down the road? But uh, certainly this version of it, which I think is version two, is uh, dramatically better than the older version. The battery. Life is, ex- is very long also which is another good feature
1: and I would think for, for our listeners who, who don't have the luxury of a 40 foot coach, being able to consolidate the things that you read onto one device could be practical as well
0: and being able to do searches it has a little keyboard for doing annotation
1: uh, yeah, it's very much set up for students, people who are doing serious reading and want to take notes on the things that they read or highlight passages that they want to go back to, mm-hmm. you can put bookmarks on the things as you're reading them
0: So, try out the Kindle, and it's available only from Amazon, of course not that we 're advertising for Amazon, but uh, we do like their service overall, and it came fairly quickly, but you can 't see it at the store, and that's, that 's the yeah, I is, wanted to uh, hold one in my hand,
1: problem. and i didn 't know anybody who had one, so I just took the plunge so as i 've been hinting, uh, we are about to go um, overseas, leave the country, leave Ooh. our r v, and head to europe and we 'll be gone uh, a, a long period of time, which means well, that our next our next weeks. podcast will be iffy, not that we can 't Talk about things, but putting it up could be a challenge.
0: So, dear listeners, don't worry too much if the podcast does not appear exactly on November first.
1: Don't send us emails because uh, we we'll be, have to pay.
0: We will be at sixty-eight
1: C. cents a minute to download them. <laughs> oh Yes,
0: yes, it can get to be expensive uh, to upload these things, and so Ass- we'll see how it goes. Assume
1: um, that we are alive and well and ready to talk to you. Some
0: sort of a Wi-Fi, decent speed Wi-Fi connection, but uh, at some port, but we don't know. But rest assured that we will. We'll be doing the the podcast. Um, The webpage may not get updated right away either. Don't send us nasty emails. Um, We're
1: doing our best.
0: No, nobody sends us nasty emails. Just don't worry worry about the fact that if you don't hear the podcast uh, on the first of the month. But I have been working on the web page, and to that end, um, many people ask me, you know, where do I go to get information? And that certainly is something that uh, is of interest, and I'm going to archive uh, the links, and I've created a new links web page as part of the RV Navigator website. And, of course, that is going to be our website of the month.
1: And these are all tried-and-true websites that uh, these you... Are, these
0: are my favorites. i no, approved? I make no uh, claims that this is a comprehensive list but there are websites that i go to just as a matter of course uh both in doing research for the rv navigator podcast is that a surprise that I'm actually doing research for the RV Navigator podcast?
1: No, it's a terrible burden of responsibility <laughs> oh, every month. To keep all of our listeners happy,
0: I have to do research. It's, it's a list of those sites and uh, other sites that people have sent me, and it's just uh, kind of the, the best of the RV uh, websites. And one of the things that we have found this month in going through the RV Navigator list of links that I have on my computer already And one of the ones that I revisited that hadn't been visited in a long time was RV Mods page. The RV Mods page is actually quite exciting because it has numerous uh, step-by-step tutorials on how to do modifications to your RV. Home improvement projects. Home improvement projects of all sorts, uh, electrical, mechanical, physical, uh, things that people have done themselves. Uh, You know, we talked uh, a little bit about how I replaced our old TVs with the new LCD TVs, and and that certainly would be the typical type of mod. Uh, One of the things that we were interested in doing is replacing the carpet in our RV. You know, all the new RVs. Don't have full carpet. Yeah, and as a result of doing this interview with Sandy at Orland, we uh, got a chance to closely examine a...
1: 2009 Dutch Star. A newer version
0: of ours. We have a 2004 Dutch Star, and so it was very interesting to see all the modifications. And I think one of the most stunning ones as you walk into the RV is to see
1: a full-tile floor full-tile in floor, the living room.
0: Right, in the living room. And that makes a lot of sense. And I think we've probably mentioned this before. As you go to the RV shows, that seems to be pretty much the what style of the way now. things go. Because
1: even though we're very careful to take off our shoes when we come in the door, it's still inconvenient and you track stuff in yeah. on the carpeting and yeah it's hard to I mean, clean a carpet carpeting is,
0: yes a carpet is hard to keep clean and certainly if you have pets even yeah. more so yeah and, and it's just uh, we like carpeting but it's just not uh not all that feasible to keep clean because you have to track through it every time even using the kitchen you know you get food on it because we have to eat on it because that's where the table is so we were thinking about replacing uh, and we thought about putting in tile but tile is difficult to put in and we have some tile and we'd have to match it and rip out the old so i was looking through the rv mods though and cool they have uh how to put down a wood floor in your rv And I think that might be something that we will be doing because it actually looks... (laughs) (laughs) You always say this at the beginning of our project. It actually looks like the homeowner can do it themselves. (laughs) If they
1: have some woodworking skills, which sadly neither one of us do.
0: But this doesn't require woodworking skills because it's just snapping together pieces of pre-designed pieces of wood. And there are some serious issues with putting in tile and things in an RV because it has to float. Because the RV flexes and stuff, and if you had hard tile that was permanently attached to the floor it would crack
1: and you're not thinking about real wood you're thinking about per- well that's pergo. the issue here
0: is I'm, th- I'm thinking of something that's much simpler to put down they say you cannot put down real wood be- because you have to nail it into the floor and it would be taxed because not only does it expand with the temperature but it also flexes
1: f- as you're needs driving. to
0: flex and so if we put down something like pergo uh, and they actually some very good looking pergo type of products um that it would be feasible for us to do it in an afternoon,
1: and then after that, we'll be looking for a handyman in Texas to finish off the mistakes.
0: So, is this something? We-
1: so, if you know any good handyman in the in the <laughs> valley, uh, let us know.
0: Well, what I really need, though, is a web link: emergencyhelpforyourrv <laughs> Where <laughs> somebody's there to answer your questions as you make big mistakes. <laughs> oh well, so we'll let you know how that goes. But uh, you might want to take a look at this website if you're thinking about doing some sort of an upgrade. Because, or it may
1: give you an idea of yeah, something you yeah, never thought of till you saw that somebody else had done it.
0: Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about uh, the differences that we found in the in the two Dutch stars that we had a chance to. Of course, one we live in, so we know that one pretty well. But uh, we were amazed, frankly, at uh, the major similarities. That they really
1: weren't that different.
0: Yeah. Theirs has uh, three or four slides, and ours only has two. Uh, the side opening um, bay doors is uh, a definite plus.
1: That all the newer vehicles have. That all have. the newer
0: vehicles have. Of course, and it had the the entertainment system mid-coach, and so it didn't have the big cabinet that the that our TV used to be in, and we have a TV there now. So that was uh, a definite uh, plus that they've gotten rid of that cabinet. But, and, I, and I guess the whole coach has HDMI connections for its TVs and things, and so although they didn't have a satellite connection. Although, you know, one of the things that was really surprising... Um, I mentioned a couple months ago, or last month maybe, that we put up the wingman, and the wingman is that little accessory that goes on your bat wing antenna, uh, that is made by Weingard. I put it up kind of well, you know, can't Look, hurt, but like a lark, like a lark. But let's let's you know not expect too much. And here we were camped side by side in Indiana. And, And, you know, this was a little ways from the major uh, TV outlets in Chicago, but not that far. And we put ours up and we got... All the Chicago channels and much more. I mean, we got more channels, more digital channels than I've ever received. And we were talking to our friends uh, a little bit.
1: Who were using the normal crank-up antenna. Who were using the normal
0: crank-up antenna. And either they hadn't used it correctly, which is entirely feasible, being that it's a new coach. Or there was some misconnection. But they were saying that they only got three or four channels. Maybe the wingman is a major asset.
1: It looks so nothing.
0: Well, but it does get those UHF channels that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, Apparently. so once again, um I would recommend that you take a look at the at the wingman. It can't hurt and it may improve your signal quality dramatically. So what other things do we notice? Of course it has the ultra low low sulfur diesel engine. Along with that is the huge muffler system that uh gets rid of the particulate stuff. What else do we notice? It has the same
1: to me microwave. I mean, it, it was just different in terms of um, design uh-huh. and well, decorating um, uh-huh. in terms of the features that I pay attention to, uh-huh. it was pretty much the same.
0: Yeah, which is good, I guess. I mean, ours came with, uh, was fully featured, but uh, I guess they've incorporated all of those things into the standard design. The way I understood it is their model was pretty much stock. In that it you know didn't have a lot of the well it had all the extras that ours that somebody had to pay extra for in ours
1: we are no longer extras they're yeah just they're no longer part extras, of the package the things it. that everybody wants and uh, one thing that surprised me was that it didn't come with a computer desk which is something still, that our friends are going to yeah, work on you right which seems like these days. Almost any coach should have. And even if you aren't a big computer person, you need somewhere to put your... File. Uh, yeah, if you're
0: going to be a full-timer, you need a filing cabinet and didn't have any stuff like that. An, they office, were anxious,
1: an office nook of some kind. They
0: were anxious need. to customize it in, the, in many of the ways that we customized ours. But it's too bad that they had to customize it because it should have come from the factory like that.
1: And, of course, when they inquired about getting one it was astronomically expensive so they're going to visit our amish carpenter um and get a more affordable version of a computer desk
0: and of course it has a comfort drive which should make the drivability better it has uh the set of three uh cameras the one on each side as well as one on the back Mm. i'm not sure if that's a super valuable feature but uh, those are some of the updates, and, I, and uh, the full-body paint, which is nice to see. Yeah, it was very pretty. But in many ways, it's uh, very similar to ours, so I don't feel like uh, ours is that much out of date, even though it is five years old. Oh, I was hoping to be able to tell you that we bought our new tires, <laughs> speaking of updates, but unfortunately, we haven't.
1: We have the impression they've been manufactured now, so we are making progress.
0: <laughs> it's too bad we you have to wait for your tires to be manufactured, but I'm supposed to be able to pick them up uh, sometime uh, in November, so we should have brand-new tires to the tune of $3,200, so save your pennies if you're thinking about uh, buying new tires because it is expensive. So on to some RVing news, huh?
1: Well, we were really happy to see on TV the other day. We were watching NBC, and they had an article about uh, the economic recovery in Elkhart. And while it still has a long way to go, uh, the news was very positive, and they showed people manufacturing coaches again. gave you the impression that... um, The city was coming around. And they
0: they were at a factory, and they were watching RVs being built, and the the factory looked like it was uh, busy and was uh, in full production, and they'd hired uh, numerous in the hundreds of new workers. So we're hoping...
1: We'll put a link to the story on the website if you want to know more. This
0: is a part of a continuing series that uh, NBC has had about uh, the economic news coming out of Elkhart. Uh, Also this month, we noticed that uh, our friends at Trax... RV caravans have actually lowered their prices for 2010, and that's a a real first.
1: Yeah, something we've never seen. Um, Well, we have been on a number of rallies with other companies we really enjoyed the two that we took with Trax and we can recommend them as a, a very complete, uh, well planned product. It's neat that there are two versions of their Alaska tour, one where you do all the driving up and back and one where you come back on the ferry yeah, for a um,
0: significant difference.
1: Obviously uh, bringing an RV on the ferry adds a lot to the cost, but it's the way we went to Alaska the first time and it really gives you another impression of Alaska that you can't get from the land. Uh, but I,
0: I, you know, we Found that this trend and i don't think tracks us out of line here is is that we've been looking at uh, land tours of uh, other places in the world and although that's not an rv trip uh, we've noticed that the 2010 prices are in many cases cheaper than the 2009 prices It's certainly not a reflection of the value of the dollar, so it must be a reflection of the fact that... There's not enough demand. There's not enough demand, and so they're lowering the prices because the hotels and things are lowering their prices. People
1: can't afford to go.
0: So that's good news, and so if you're planning on doing a caravan tour and maybe traveling to Alaska, this might be the year to do it because...
1: If you have the money.
0: uh, Yeah, (laughs) always an issue, but some of our RV listeners will have the cash to go out and and I, I maybe RVing is even becoming a better bargain than it used to be.
1: Another bit of news that really warms my heart yes, since I am the official navigator and I'm navigationally impaired I rely <laughs> greatly on our GPS and many times when I'm using the campground book to find our next place to stay uh, they don't even include an address they only include directions and this makes me slightly uneasy and sometimes when I have an address my GPS can't find it because it's in the boonies and it's not it doesn't have all the addresses so I was really glad to see that Trailer Life's new campground reference book which is often a place where I start choosing a campground uh, will have the GPS coordinates for all the campgrounds. If they are accurate which sometimes we've gotten coordinates off of websites which we're not uh, that will be a real lifesaver for us. Yeah but having them
0: all listed in one place and then you can just put that right into your GPS because many campgrounds are located in very rural areas that they don't have house numbers and street numbers and that sort of stuff and, and so it's often hard to find exactly the campground's location
1: and roads often you put have, in the address. have different names or they
0: have yeah, you know, or, or they have a or a, they're numbered a and a the, post office box or yeah, okay. a city address and they're really located in the in the boonies someplace so so, I, so hopefully
1: i'll never get lost again
0: uh, i mentioned a few months ago that we had bought a corps of engineers campground book that listed all of the camping areas that they run and as you if you're a continuing listener you know that we are very big fans of the coe campgrounds i had several emails asking me where do i find this book because when you go to the coe campgrounds you can only get the coe publication for that region which uh, as we found out included illinois wisconsin and missouri Um, along the mississippi river it was limited yeah so if you wanted to go to a different part of the country or plan ahead you couldn't get the the brochure for other that area for for different areas outside of the area that you're in and the reason why you couldn't buy it was because the one it was out of print and i don't know how i got it but i went on amazon and i looked for it and i bought one that was used Uh, it's just amazing that amazon offers used books but Of course, that makes it that it isn't always available, and you can't always get it. I just lucked out. But the good news is, if you go to the rvbookstore.com, that you will find the new 2009 COE campground book. You can buy it and uh, have it as a nice reference tool, I hope. I have just ordered it because I just found it. I'm hoping that it is uh, similar to the last one, actually improved in a major way. I don't think the COA actually has built any new campgrounds, so I'm not sure what new stuff it'll have in it, but maybe the GPS coordinates. Because one of the things we found is is that the (laughs) the COE campgrounds are sometimes hard to find because they're down at the end of a road. And as the last time that we visited a COE campground, we turned the road too, too soon, early, and we ended up in a gravel parking lot
1: where we where couldn't we turn up. around, and yeah. we almost what's that called? Were we too oh, high sighted,
0: no, high sighted, too excited. Yes, so we had to unhook and uh, turn the RV around, and then continue on down the road. And that's something you don't like to do. And if you have a good book with a good map, you won't do that because you will turn it on the right road. And also, uh, I can recommend that you take a look at the RV bookstore once again and take a look at the NPS, the National Park Service Camping Guide because it tells you all about uh, links and the type of campground that you'll expect when you go to the National Park Service. Anyway, they have a lot of, quite a lot of uh, interesting RVing books, and so you might want to take a look at, at some of those. I should probably put it on the links page. I'm yeah,
1: thinking. yeah. But we'll I've, put it both I've put places. it in the
0: show notes for sure.
1: For this month, yeah. Yeah every month we try to bring you a bit of humor and um, <laughs> this month Ken has found a, a cute uh, video on YouTube which portrays a couple camping in Ireland in the middle of the in, winter. The, snow in the snow out of an extremely teardrop. small teardrop camper um, but it looks like with the help of their Tom and Jerry's which I believe is an alcoholic drink uh, th- they have a, a good time there in the snow so you might enjoy looking at that
0: that's it on YouTube and I'll, I will put the link on but it's kind of <laughs> Of funny. So now for the major part of the show here we're going to take the RV trivia contest. The challenge.
1: Is this a test?
0: This is a test to see your RV knowledge.
1: I'm done with tests. I graduated a long time ago.
0: On the RV blogs they have the the challenge of to Ten questions. See if you can answer these. Ah, no, no fair reading in advance.
1: So, are other people going to take this test too, or just uh, you and me?
0: Well, just you and me, but they can take it at their leisure.
1: But then they'll already know the well, answers. Well,
0: let's. We'll ask them the questions, and then we'll.
1: They can take it along with us. That's
0: correct. All right. So, see <laughs> how we actually haven't looked at this, so we'll see how it goes.
1: Many so, RVers travel to Alaska and wind their way north of Fairbanks to a point known as the Arctic Circle. How many Whoa. degrees of latitude from the equator is this located? And we have actually done that. So 85 degrees, 65
0: degrees, 55 degrees, or 45, 45 degrees. degrees.
1: I'm thinking 85.5.
0: 85.5, 5, she says. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, The first one is A. In,
1: in the, the early 1990s, 1990s, what engine did the P chassis use commonly in motorhomes? I have no idea. No the idea. The Ford
0: 460 B the Ford 390, the GM 396, the GM
1: 454 or E the GM 8.1. So early I would 90s. say that I'm going to say
0: D. I have
1: no idea. The GM 454?
0: 454. If your RV house battery bank has a total of 400 amp hours, how long should you be able to operate an appliance that consumes a steady 20 amps without needing to recharge? Well, my guess would be twenty hours. Twenty hours. D. So the the choices are. A, 10 hours, B, 12 hours, C, 14 hours, D, 20 hours, and E, 25 hours.
1: Is this a trick question? I mean, I just did the math. I don't... Okay, next question. If you traveled to the popular Lake George area, Uh which Which mountain range would you be in? The Adirondacks, the Blue Mountains, the Smoky Mountains, the Canadian Rockies, or the Tetons? And since we were just there, we'd say the Adirondacks. Adirondacks. So the answer A... And then RV
0: roof-mounted air conditioning units come in various sizes. All of the AC manufacturers rate them as 13.5, 15, etc. What do these numbers refer to? A, maximum amps drawn on full load. (laughs) B, British thermal units. C, AC tonnage, in other words, cooling capacity. D, they are used only as a specific model number. E, cubic feet of air capacity per minute. Well, I know the answer to that one is B, British Thermal Units.
1: Ooh, ooh, I know the next one. Okay, good. This is interesting. They have every other one we know. Um, any questions? Let's see. Any specific meaning to an interstate highway number being even or odd? Oh, you know this one? Yes. Oh, I don't know. The choices are they were numbered sequentially as they were assigned. Northern states have both odd and even, whereas southern states do not. <laughs> Evens go north and south, odds go east and west. Um, Evens go east and west, and odds go north and south, which Uh, I think is the right answer. E. And evens are state-operated, whereas odds are country-run. So the number tells you what direction you should be going, north and south or east and west, although there's some variability with roads, of course. Yeah,
0: D. Okay. Well... Regardless of today's GPS systems, wouldn't it be nice to stay on the same highway forever? Well, as far as interstates are concerned, there is one that tries to make that happen. It's the longest interstate highway in the U.S. Which interstate would this be? I-90, I-80, I-75, I-95, I-65?
1: Hmm. Ooh. It seems like if it's going to be long, it's got to be across the country. So I'm thinking 80 80 or 90. And 90 stops? 90, yeah. So I'll guess 80?
0: 80. That's That's choice B. That's
1: choice B. Next question. Oh, is this the bonus question? Oh, it's got Mm -hmm. a little smiley face. It's number nine. Waterfalls have always drawn people since the beginning of time. If you were to head your RV to what is considered the highest waterfall in the USA, where would you be bound? Bridal Falls in Washington? Niagara Falls in Ontario slash New York Yosemite Falls in California the Hoover Dam in Nevada and Arizona or Hell's Canyon in Idaho
0: Mm, I would say Yosemite highest I'm not sure I'm going to say Yosemite okay If part of your North American RV vacation included visiting the city with the largest underground shopping complex in the world, where would you be headed for? A. Minneapolis. See, it says North American. Okay. Minneapolis. B. Toronto. C. Edmonton, Alberta d las vegas (laughs) i don't think the right one is here e houston
1: i thought the largest underground was in quebec
0: that's what i was going to say it's in montreal
1: i think the largest
0: underground
1: covered shopping is the edmonton mall in alberta but but i don't think of it as underground. underground
0: no that's not underground Hmm. the right answer is not here
1: that's what we think what do we
0: know well so we'll say toronto i don't
1: know No, edmonton
0: no it's not edmonton it says.
1: Underground. Underground. Or maybe Toronto. Yeah, we haven't been there in a while. Maybe they've yeah. built something new we don't know about. Okay, so, B. All you right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll well, see okay, how dumb we really are. One okay. more question.
0: Key West. T- number 10. Key West attracts many RV visitors. Providing,
1: providing they can, can find a place to oh. park because it's so crowded there, and the campgrounds are very expensive.
0: Okay. A. The Conch Republic. B. Little Havana. C. The Keys. D. The Tortugas. South Beach.
1: I think they called themselves the Conquer Republic, which is choice A. Choice A. Yeah. Okay. It's not very Cuban there. So we'll
0: pause here for a moment. Okay, we've tallied up the scores and we find out that we have We got a C. <laughs> Seven, right. A 70% chance. So, dear listeners, it's time for you to tell us how you did. We're not going to tell you what the answers are. We're going to let you go to the website and uh, read the answers yourself and try to take the test. And uh, you're probably screaming at your Pod, iPod as we were doing the t- the tests, saying that we, the, telling us the right answer to the ones we missed. So, uh, with that, we will uh, turn it over to our interview with Sandy and Orland, uh, which we did in Indiana. That was a fun weekend, and we uh, spent a couple of nights with them as we camped our way to the shores of Lake Michigan.
1: And we really enjoyed seeing their new motorhome. Yes, indeed. We are once again. On the road
0: and doing an interview with uh, another RVing couple, and I want you to meet uh, Sandy and Orland. They are hello, m- good morning, good morning. Oh, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are here on a cold weekend camping uh, on the shores of. Uh, Lake Michigan. But uh, the interesting thing is is that uh, Sandy and Orlin are uh, new owners of a, of a Dutch Star.
2: 4086.
0: 4086. But uh, tell us a little about your RVing history before we get going on the new RV.
3: Well, we started basically tent camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to go to dance weekends, and uh, we also sold clothes at the weekends. So we would have a van, and we'd carry a lot of stuff. Sold clothes? Yeah. <laughs> Sandy would import clothes and and, uh-huh. and we sell them. Uh, they were for dancing. They were very flaring uh-huh. and very
2: colorful. Uh-huh. Contra dance weekends. You um, tell us more about that, but not now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyhow, we, we had a rainstorm one day and it flooded through our tent. I mean, we could reach. down. Oh, you were in a tent. Yeah, we were in oh. a tent. The river runs through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so um, we dried stuff out and we slept in the back of the van. And we decided. Well, it was actually. You know, it was a Ford Explorer I had at the time. Mm-hmm. We decided we were going to get rid of the Ford Explorers. So we thought, well, let's get a van because we could carry stuff and we can sleep in the back of that, sure. and you know, do tent camping out of the car. So we got a van, and um, you know, we were doing that for a little while. And then we saw this used Lazy Day, uh-huh. which is a wonderful unit, uh-huh. uh, and we we bought that. And what year was this? That was in two thousand five, uh-huh. and it was a two thousand two Lazy Day. Uh-huh. So we bought it used from a couple. Of, Wonderful couple up in Saratoga, New York. And we'd been camping out of that for, you know, a week at a time and visiting family and Mm -hmm. typical vacation, traveling around. So the Lazy
0: Days just kind of fell in your lap, or did you actually do research and want to buy a Lazy Day?
2: Yeah, we were looking for a Lazy Day. Uh uh, Actually, we were looking at a lot of different Uh things, uh and a couple at church told us about Mm -hmm. the Lazy Days. And when we started doing the research about Lazy Day on the Uh Yahoo boards, We found out that the problems with Lazy Day are minuscule compared to the problems that a Uh lot of people have, Uh and we decided to go out to California. Really? We were living in Cincinnati at Uh the time. We went all the way out to California. Which is
0: where they're made. And
2: we visited the plant Uh and spent about a week there, really saw them built from the ground up, and got to see all of the safety features that they put in it. Oh, really? For a Class C, there's more insulation, there's more safety features. The design is so well thought out. Mm-hmm. And so and they're, th- they're
0: a traditional Class C. They make Correct. nothing else.
3: Right. Actually, uh, Lazy Day is the guy who invented the Class C. Uh huh. Really? That's one of the reasons he, he does so well at it. He doesn't uh-huh. change his model every year. What he does mm-hmm. is every year he makes a little improvement here and there we were out there, they were fussing about a back corner that they didn't like as much, and they were Uh trying to figure out how they were going to fix that, so it it went the way they wanted it to. So
0: listeners who might be considering a used uh, RV might consider a Lazy Days because it really holds its value.
3: holds its value real well. The people who like uh, Lazy Days tend to be be willing to pay a little more Mm -hmm, for them. mm -hmm. Uh, They hold their value real well. Typically, they're sold through the Lazy Day Yahoo groups or Mm -hmm. some other group that, that... that people know
2: about lazy day is interesting they don't sell through any dealers oh, really? and they normally have a nine-month waiting list oh, wow. even in this economy uh-huh. they still have a four-month waiting list uh-huh, uh-huh. because they sell everything they can build uh-huh. basically are the same as
3: numar does you know Newmar only builds it if he's got an order for it. what model of uh, lazy day
0: did you have we had a 26 foot island
3: bed Island uh, bed. And we wanted an island bed.
0: An Island uh, bed meaning?
3: Uh, island is, well, it's, it's a bed that just sits in the back and by uh-huh. itself. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, as but, opposed to? As opposed to the cab over, which is a typical Class C. Yeah or, yeah, or
2: a flip-out sofa. With a flip-out sofa, you have to flip the sofa mm. and find the bedding wherever you stashed it. Yeah. You use up a lot of storage space putting the bedding uh-huh. up every night. You do have a little more seating area. Uh-huh but then you have to make the bed up every night yeah and with the island bed it's there it's ready Uh if he's driving down the road and i want a nap i just go back and lay down
0: but if you have kids you probably would want an over the cab yeah the kids would love the over the cab so this is great for a couple
2: actually the island bed can have an over the cab
0: Uh for
2: the kids the difference is Ours already had what's called an entertainment center, mm-hmm. and that's a TV in the center yeah. with cabinets on the side. Lost more and storage. we were not looking for that, did not want that, but we found out that that's an actually a nice feature we never ran out of space to put stuff mm-hmm. those cabinets were larger than a lot of the cabinets on class a uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it was very interesting and well thought out use of the space
0: so when we met you you were uh still in the class c yeah and you were had already bought the dutch right. star so what caused you to make that switch
3: well, the class, the, the lazy Day is a very good unit, yes. and there are a lot of people who do full time in it. Um, I want a washer and dryer. Yeah, but <laughs> but when, when I retire, you know, Sandy wants to have a washer dryer, and and you needed,
2: you know, the weight capacity to handle that. And yeah. we're wood carvers, which means we have to carry a bandsaw and a, a spell saw
3: with us. <laughs> really. Okay. So, you know, we we needed some more space if how we went to time How wood carvers? You carve big stuff? I oh, mean, no, like, chainsaw? Stuff. No, no, just oh. little, little. Oh. I've carved animal figurines, and she carves Christmas trees. Would you sell?
2: Oh, I wish I could sell what? them, yeah. He, he has sold pieces, and so have I. Oh,
0: Really? Well, give us your uh, but, but nobody, email nobody, contact. It, it, well, it, you have a web page.
2: Well, yes, we do. We, we we have a, a webpage An email: carvingsbySandy at gmail
0: Okay. Well, we. We'll I'm sure there will be thousands of our listeners who will want to buy
2: or look at your <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, the,
3: the the nasty little secret of wood carving, as many crafts and, and arts is it's that an you don't make sport. money selling oh, your, yes. your product you make money it's for fun i yeah, mean that's yes. really what we do. it's a hobby for us anyhow because we're retiring and i wanted a full-time coach i see you know, we wanted a bigger coach uh and there are a lot of people who do full-time in a lazy day and that's fine for them we just felt we needed more space and more weight capacity for the washer uh-huh. dryer uh-huh
2: one of the interesting things about the lazy day uh-huh When we went to have it weighed at an escapees rally, when we drove up, the gentleman said, oh, we don't even need to weigh you. Mm -hmm. These are never overweight. Because the carrying capacity, a lot of new coaches, when you buy them, by the time you get on, they're overweight. Mm -hmm. And that's very dangerous for tires. It's very dangerous driving that way. And the lazy days... He's never weighed them where they were overweight,
0: and that's that's a really good recommendation that they've engineered that factor into it because a lot of coaches, when you look at the carrying capacity, trailers too, that Mm -hmm. they just they have five hundred pounds or something ridiculous, which is
3: well, we we took the RV escapees boot camp. Uh, Uh uh, uh, escapees rv boot camp which which i highly recommend where was a great primer on how to how to rv and Uh how how to to do the lifestyle it
2: was the escapees have what's called a boot camp Uh and it's usually just before a rally and Mm -hmm. it's for newcomers or people who want to be refreshed on Uh uh, using all the Uh systems Uh and Uh and driving and just Different, really helpful information for beginners.
0: So you took that before you got the Lazy Day or before you...
3: Actually, it was uh, one of our first major trips with it. Uh-huh, We'd had uh-huh. it for a couple of years by then.
0: And so you can recommend that as oh, a... Oh, absolutely. A uh,
3: they had a session event. on there on, on weight and carrying capacity and everything. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I, I learned the lesson.
0: And those are before all of the escapees. I don't know if they're realize, before all of them, just but about if though, you think, yeah. contact escapees... The national ones, yeah. I've yeah. seen that yeah. the
3: escapees now are, are and, advertising and them freestanding. That's,
0: it's like four days...
3: For us it was uh three, three days. Three. Okay. It was over a weekend
0: before of we intensive on. learning about how to manage an R V yeah. uh trailers as well as um,
2: I think they so. They talked about trailers, but they mm-hmm. talked about fifth wheels.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But okay. most of the systems, like the you know, the weight is still still an issue, uh, your sewage system is still an issue, your electrical system is okay. still. I mean, they're yeah, just yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. similar on, on both units.
0: Uh, so they so, it's for everybody. Yeah, it's for everybody. It, uh, read full timers or part timers yep. or whatever you happen to be. Well, that's a good thing. Beginners, a good for people.
2: people that are, want refreshing. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. You've got this new giant motorhome, which is 40 feet as opposed feet. to 26.
2: Well, and yeah. A
3: yeah. Okay. And a half. <laughs> okay.
0: What's the difference?
3: Um, it drives differently. Uh-huh. You do have to learn how to drive it a little bit.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. Um, is that a positive or a negative?
3: Um, to me, it was just different. Uh-huh. Uh, for Sandy, it was definitely a learning curve.
0: And so, how did you learn how to drive it?
3: Well, we went up to um, to Grand Rapids to Midway RV Center, which is where you bought it. Yeah, where we bought it, and mm-hmm. a very good group up there. They had a gentleman named Dale who came in and, and walked us through every system on the, uh, really? the unit. Uh, Told us how to use it and what we needed to do, and then he took Sandy out on driving lessons. Really, he gave me a little bit, but said you're okay with it. Uh So we focused on Sandy. She needed a little more help in in, in
2: how you turn, and and, you know. The first time I got in and I tried to drive it, I thought I was going to throw up. I was so nervous and scared, and Dale was an absolute angel. He he helped me understand what I was doing, what to look for, and how to maneuver it. Really? And I was shocked at how quickly, with good training, I became comfortable.
0: So having your husband teach you is not probably a good idea?
2: No. It would have been a good idea, but Dale Uh, knows how to teach people. Well, I'm saying having a
0: professional, it's Mm -hmm. worth it to have a professional show you how to drive it. It gives you much more confidence.
2: And we also plan even though i've already driven it and i had dale's Mm -hmm. lessons i plan to go to driving school because yes because i think that there will still be more pointers Mm
0: -hmm. that i can learn it a while maybe yeah
2: and they said it takes about 500 miles and then you become very comfortable Mm -hmm. but i still think that the way i am i could learn more from taking an additional driving
0: school you're a fairly petite woman these coaches have big seats and a lot of controls and things. Did you, if, as a small person, have a uh, trouble driving
2: it? That was actually one of the considerations yeah, in so. what oh. what we bought.
0: Oh, really? Because
2: Why? I sat in several Class As and couldn't reach the foot pedals. Ah, well, that, yeah. This <laughs> one, the pedals are adjustable. And the steering wheel, the position Mm -hmm. of the steering wheel is a lot more comfortable for me.
0: So now that you have it adjusted for you, you feel confident and comfortable driving it? I do. Good. good.
2: I still think on anything this large, it's a good idea after a few hours to Mm -hmm. take a break and relax because something this large... Focus is a good thing, so yeah. it's good to stop and take a break every so often.
0: Driving it is a little bit different, but how about the rest of the r v you like your well, you like your washer dryer <laughs> I
2: like the washer dryer I like this slide I've
0: never heard of anybody who actually bought their r v so that they could have a washer dryer.
2: I have chemical sensitivities ah. and so going to laundromats oh, along the road okay. is not something I really want to be doing
0: That's very interesting, okay, so you've moved from a twenty six foot to a forty foot
2: well, the systems are different.
3: The sewage system uh, is about the same. Uh, you don't a little, have a macerator. Uh, no, I don't have a macerator. But it actually, it's it's a little better because in the Lazy Day, you have two tanks and two ports. You have to. Oh have really? Out of. Oh. Uh, on the the Numar, I have yeah. a single port that I just pull a yeah, valve yeah. And, and decide what I want to do. I can also uh, put water into the black water tank to flush it out if I. And I uh-huh. couldn't do yeah, that on the Lazy spray. Day. Yeah, yeah. The electrical system obviously is more complex because uh-huh. there's a lot more stuff to it. Uh, and it's fifty amp instead of thirty amp.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, always an issue. Um, and you use all fifty. But the reality yeah. is,
2: it's not that much more complex than a. Home. So
0: your yeah. plan now is to take this nice new motorhome and do.
2: That's an interesting point. Okay. We've made a pact that we're not going to make <laughs> a plan for the Ooh, first really? two years. Yeah.
0: Well, but you're you're retiring. Yes. In the next year. A year or two. Uh
2: huh. Whatever.
0: And so you're you bought this in advance of. And yep. why did you do that?
3: Well, we wanted to get used to it before we <coughs> got on the road, because now we can shake it down. If there's any warranty issues, we uh-huh. can have them taken care of while, while we're still in the Which is are going area. after we, we live today. we live close to, to Napa, uh-huh. Indiana, where uh-huh. they're built, so we can go over and have it fixed. Uh-huh. Uh, get used to it, figure out what we want to keep in it and what we don't want to keep in the uh-huh. in the house. When I retire, it's not like we're having all this extra stress of, uh-huh. of a new unit. But
0: you're going to be selling your house. Yes.
2: We're Not. going to be full-timing. We uh-huh. will keep a, a few things in storage in case we decide to come off the road at some point.
0: Uh-huh. And you've never done long trips, uh, RV trips before?
2: A week. This a
0: week. week. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This will really be a, a major change in lifestyle. Yes. And the reason why you're doing this is? Sounds like fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're drawn to the lifestyle. We like the people that we've met. Uh-huh. We, yeah. we, one of the things that has happened is most of our vacations have been drive 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 get yes, there yes, get there get yeah. there and so on the way home i started saying to orlan instead of driving straight through i want to stop and have an adventure
0: yep what you can do
2: it's become that i want to have an adventure every day of my life all right And And going to
0: work wasn't an adventure.
2: (laughs) An adventure can be something as small as seeing a beautiful overlook. An adventure can be something very Mm -hmm. exciting. But having the joy of life flow through feels Uh uh delicious. And we really do like the people we've met. And there's a lot of the United States that we want to travel and see. I like carrying my own bed and my own clothes. And I don't have... To pack and unpack, when we traveled in the car, you you have to find a hotel to stop at. Then you have to schlup the luggage in. The room may or may not be satisfactory. Then you have to schlup the luggage back out, find a place... Here I have my own kitchen, I have my own bed, I have my own bathroom. I don't have to go into another rest stop and smell the horrible chemical smells in them.
0: Uh
2: I can use my own bathroom.
0: And you chose Newmar to do this adventure in.
2: When we looked at a bunch of coaches... once again, we went to the Newmar plant sure. like
3: we did the Lazy Day. But we also looked at, at units of the rallies. And one of the issues was, was storage space and capacity. Weight yes. capacity. But the Newmar has passed through storage, which uh-huh. we liked. They also are... Uh, family-owned, and they build them one at a time, very similar to what the Lazy mm-hmm. Day was. So the quality of the unit was was a big factor also. Uh-huh.
2: They are also surviving this economy better than most yeah, manufacturers. One, as we've
0: mentioned before, yeah. they're one of the two Class A manufacturers yeah. still in we,
2: business. We were looking at a Contessa by Beaver and found a number of things on that coach that we liked. Yeah, They've been sold and sold and sold, and the new manufacturers are not warranting the ones that uh-huh. were made. Right. They're still brand new, uh-huh. but not yet sold. They're not going to offer any warranty. That's not a company I want to do business with.
0: No. So you're happy with the Newmar? Yeah. Right, and you've right, been right. happy with the dealer and the service so yes. far? Yes. Even though you've only-
2: we went over to Newmar to take a plant tour Mm -hmm. and spent a couple days there. And here we are in our little lazy days. All the big Newmar owners saw us parking in the out lot, and they said, come on over and join us. So we went over, and we all gathered around and had dinner, and we spent a couple days there. And people were very generous in letting me walk in and out of their coaches and talk to them and... (laughs) Get their opinions on what they liked about their coaches. Got, gathered a lot of good information to help us in the decision process. So you've
0: done quite a lot of research,
2: yeah. we, actually, for people who are looking for
3: RVing. Talking to people who own RVs really yeah, gives oh, you a good yeah. idea because they've lived in them and they know and, what's and, and what they don't mind usually telling like.
0: you what the problems are.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, what floor plan do you buy? Yeah. Well, it's really a, a lot of personal,
0: oh, very much preference,
3: so. but. If you look at a bunch of different floor plans, you'll get a better idea of what's right for you. For instance, we looked at one... We didn't like the extra sink in the back. Uh-huh. You know, there's sink for the, the sure, bathroom, sure. but then they usually have an extra sink. And we didn't want that space wasted on the sink. So uh-huh. one of the floor plans we looked at did not have that. Uh-huh. That, was, that drew us to that particular floor plan.
0: And did you have a hard time? You bought. You live in Illinois, of course, and you bought this in Michigan. Has that been a problem?
3: Well, we looked at uh, North Dakota. We looked at Texas. <laughs> oh, really? We
0: looked at online. On online.
3: Online. Yeah. Uh, actually, on business travel, I was down in Texas, so I did visit a dealer uh-huh. down there. Uh-huh. But apparently, that's the way they're done. So we just went.
0: So you went to this dealer because they had a, the coach they had floor a coach plan that we and things, liked. and, uh, and how? You're one of the only people I've heard of that's actually bought a brand new one.
3: Well, this was a 2009, so mm-hmm. yes, it's brand new, but it's a, a it's year still old. yeah,
0: yeah. We're coming up to 2010 yeah. here. But uh, how's the pricing? But for, before these older coaches? we
2: leave, the research that we did. Um, we also, while we were at Newmore went into the corporate offices oh really because that can tell you a lot about mm-hmm. the company culture we went into the offices and we asked several questions and they were very helpful since we were looking at uh 2006 seven eight and nine we were we were looking at various years and comparing features uh-huh. of what we wanted They were able to email us in PDF the Mm -hmm. brochure for each year, and I found that very helpful because we were trying to decide what year to buy. turns out that Comfort Drive was one of the Mm -hmm. things that we were willing to to pay extra for. So
0: you didn't consider buying a used one?
2: We did. Oh, uh-huh. so, so you said when you
0: said previous years, yeah. I got the impression you were looking still for a new one.
3: No, we, we looked at several used ones actually uh-huh. before we settled. On
2: we it. had planned to buy a used uh-huh.
0: one, and the pricing was very good on the new yeah, one. Is pricing that,
3: was very good for almost the same price uh, as some of the used ones we looked at. We could get this one. So. Uh huh. Well, and I think, but you know, the recession has driven down prices, so it was a great time to buy. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Uh,
2: another thing about the new Mar is the Dutch Star got fancier and fancier Mm -hmm. and fancier, and they decided to bring it back down a little bit. Some of the Mm -hmm. slightly used models were fancier, Uh therefore making them the same price as Uh buying a new one that had warranty. And we found that some of the features that they had added to the 2008, 6, 7, and 8s, were features that we didn't necessarily need, the Comfort Drive and a couple of other features. We we wanted the tile floor. We got the features we wanted without having to get the features we yeah. didn't want.
0: A lot of people are anxious about the ultra low ultra low sulfur diesel engine. Is that was that a factor?
3: I'm, I can't really speak to that. I can't really speak to that at all. Uh-huh. I don't you know. didn't
0: consider that in your. That was not a lot of people wanted to buy a pre O seven because they changed engines in a big way because they don't yeah, take ultra Yeah, we've noticed that the so.
3: horsepower rating has come down on the same engine, uh, but a lower horsepower rating. One of the
0: other things that, uh, that you did was you actually sold your Lazy Days.
3: Well, we're in the process
0: uh, of selling it. You're in the process of selling yeah. it. But how did you go about doing that now?
3: We put advertisements on, uh, on the Yahoo groups, which is uh, the primary area, because the people who are interested in Lazy Day will go to that group. Uh-huh. Uh, Sandy found a website called Oodles, uh, uh-huh. O-O-D-L-E-S, uh, which we advertised know. on it. Um,
0: That's an RV is sales. It, yeah, no, no. <coughs> We're selling anything. It's
3: selling like a one anything. ads type of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and we also have our own website that we we have, so uh-huh. we would direct people to the to our website that has pictures of, of the unit and uh-huh. and they could look at it. So, so you are not making graceless. any attempt
0: to sell it face to face or through local classified ads or anything. You are just no. and you've actually found a buyer, what yeah. looks like a buyer, and yeah. where are they from?
3: They're from the New, New York area, York. New Rochester area
0: and they're buying it pretty much sight unseen? I mean, th- you know, this is a huge transition in the well, way we, people sell things. We- she's
2: done a great deal of research uh, also. Just,
0: uh-huh. And people, she's called you on?
2: When they do the research on Class Cs, if they get introduced to Lazy Day, once they do, they realize that it, with the even in summer, the insulation on it keeps it cooler. Mm-hmm. A Lazy Day is such a well-made model.
0: Mm-hmm. So you got a decent price for it, and uh...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she's going to come out and <coughs> buy it if she
0: likes it. Uh, yeah,
3: you know, we, when we bought it, we we took a separate trip to see it and decide whether uh-huh. we wanted uh-huh. to come back. Yeah, uh, she's doing it a little different, a little yeah. differently, but she'll come out and if she likes it, she'll buy it. Wow. So, but she—that's yeah, a she's huge pretty well pre-sold, in The I way think. things are
0: sold, and you know, so much better because you have such a much uh, broader audience yeah. than we've ever had before than selling it locally uh, in a classified ad. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about. We had an interesting email last night, which uh, which we read about uh, somebody asking us about traveling with a pet, and they wanted us to talk about it. But I can't talk about it because we don't travel with a pet. But you have your dog with you. We
3: we travel and you have with the for dog for years. Yes, we have traveled uh, ever since we've had the dog with it. Uh, actually, we got the the lazy day before we had the dog. Uh huh. But he he's a good traveler, and uh, he's a large dog. No, he's a small. He's a, he's a Yorkie Poo. He's about 20 pounds, bigger uh-huh. than he's supposed to be. But he'll go back and lay on the couch, and he's he, when we first got the Newmar, he was a little bit apprehensive about it, and I think... Probably the diesel engine was different for him, Uh so he was a little bit scared at first. But now he's calmed down, and he travels well with us. Um, He comes up and sits on our lap when we're driving. So it's not
0: really a factor.
3: No. He gets a walk every morning. He still wants his walk every morning, and that has to be me. Uh, Sandy can give him a walk, but he still has (laughs) to have my walk. Uh, And, of course, he gets walks in the evening. What he doesn't get is a chance to run out in the yard like he, he did at home.
0: Uh, I don't know what other questions to ask about uh, having a pet in an RV. (laughs)
2: One one of the factors uh, of carrying a pet is uh, the food. When you're traveling in an RV, you don't want anything that can attract bugs. Yeah. So we've got some five-gallon containers with very tightly sealed lids, Uh which we're using to store his food in. The other thing is vet care okay since we'll be going to visit orland's son and family a couple times a year we hope we may establish health care and vet care up there Uh but if not we'll find it along the way we just, like, to, just like yeah. it
0: for you, <laughs> yeah.
2: For our fellow RVers, you know that's yeah. probably a prime source. Uh, I think one of, the one of the things that people one of the escapees they had a seminar on tech uh-huh. care, and so they had a place to find out an RVing vet uh-huh. come and oh, talk really? to you about the issues of it.
0: I would think one of the other things is maintaining the climate control inside the RV during when you're not there.
2: Yeah, well,
3: fortunately, with, with fantastic well, fans and, and, and the power systems uh-huh. we have, the, you know, that's not a big issue. We, we just turn it on and keep it, make sure it's comfortable for him.
0: And you don't keep him in a cage?
2: He is crate trained. Uh-huh. We rarely use it at home. He uses it just because he likes to go in uh-huh. it. But we don't find that necessary.
0: And was bringing a dog or a pet... Uh, a a factor in choosing a larger rv did he travel well in your class c he
2: he loved the class c
3: didn't really choose it with him in mind Uh no but the rv lifestyle the rv lifestyle is he's fine as long as he's with us
2: Uh (laughs) what we've heard about is an issue traveling with pets if you travel with cats Uh you want a place to have a litter box that's a problem and on the lazy days There are in our model and some Mm -hmm. of the other models, there's a space under the refrigerator where there's a couple of drawers. Oh. And some people have taken those drawers out and put a litter box in there. Uh Uh-huh. Now I So you have to be a
0: little creative sometimes. Yeah, I haven't talked
2: to anybody with a a lazy day with a Numar to know what how they handle cats. But evidently cats travel pretty well. I we met a lady at a campsite that had a cat that walked on a leash.
0: We saw a cat walking on a leash and was very happy. Our cat would never do anything like that. They,
3: they had to be trained, and it's difficult to train a cat. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. So, Cats train you. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You know, we've also heard about people who travel, uh, even on a lazy day, with several large dogs. Large. So. Just like at home, if you have large dogs at home, you have to make accommodations to your lifestyle.
0: Well, we certainly hope that uh, your travels are fun and exciting and uh, uneventful in the best sense. So uh, thanks very much.
2: And I'd like to say thank you. We have enjoyed meeting you when we were at the campground in wisconsin and we saw a dutch star right after (laughs) i came right up and started talking to you and we've enjoyed getting to know you and this is one of the reasons we want this our viewers are friendly
0: people we hope that you have enjoyed that interview it certainly was fun to do And with that, we will say adieu for November of 2009, and we hope to be camped in a campground near you in the not-too-distant future, but that will have to wait until January. So goodbye and happy camping from Ken, your RV navigator, and, of course, the co-pilot.